ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا وسيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وعلى اله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا اما بعد I welcome all of you and we continue uh, about this very important topic which is how to perform Hajj and Umrah the right way according to the Sunnah of the Prophet and we're still reading from the book Tafsir al-Nasik bi Ahkam al-Manasik of our beloved Shaykh Abdul Muhsin Al-Abbad Al-Badr Hafidahullah Tonight we go ahead and start reading from the chapter Fadlul Hajji Wal Umrah The Virtue and Superiority of Hajj and Umrah Thabata Ani Rasuli Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Fi Fadlul Hajji Wal Umrah A Hadith Minha The Shaykh says there is many narrations from the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam that highlight the virtue and superiority of performing Hajj and Umrah There is a lot of merits and virtues and great reward in performing Hajj and Umrah. From these narrations, number one, Qawluhu sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Al-Umrah ila Al-Umrah, Kaffaratun lima baynahuma, Wal-Hajj al-Mabrur, Laysa lahu jazaun, Illa al-Jannah. Rawahu al-Bukhari wa Muslim min hadithi, Abi Huraira radiyallahu anhu. The first hadith is agreed upon by Imam al-Bukhari, Hadith number 1773, Sahih Muslim, Hadith number 3289. On the authority of Abi Huraira radiallahu anhu who said that the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa said, Umrah to the next one, expiation to the sins that took place between them. Expiation to the sin that took place between them and the Hajj that is Mabrur has no other reward but Jannah. SubhanAllah, the benefit of Hajj. Hajj that is Mabrur has no other reward except the Jannah. The second narration, Qawluhu sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Tabi'u bayna al-Hajj wa al-Umrah, fa'innahuma yanfiyani al-Faqra wal-Dhuluba, kama yanfi al-Kiru khabat al-Hadid wal-Dhahabi wal-Fidda. وَلَيْسَ لِلْحَجَّةِ الْمَبْرُورَ ثَوَابٌ إِلَّا الْجَنَّةِ This hadith that is collected by Imam al-Tirmidhi and Ibn Khuzayman is sahih and nasai from the hadith of Ibn Mas'ud radiyallahu anhu and with a chain that is Hassan likewise and nasai with a chain that is sahih from hadith of Ibn Abbas radiyallahu anhuma وَلَيْسَ فِيهِ وَالْذَّهَبُ وَالْفِدَّ وَالْجُمْلَ الْأَخِيرَةِ that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says Follow up the Hajj and Umrah. Follow up with Hajj and Umrah. Because when you perform Hajj and Umrah, that take away the sins. Take away your sins. The same way the fire take away those foreign objects that are stuck to the, to the iron, to gold, and to silver. So they put the iron and gold and silver in the heat so any foreign objects 
that is not part of that metal, they, they go away. And Imam al-Nasai add this addition, he says, the Prophet says, and the Hajj, Mabrur, has no reward except the Jannah. Has no reward except the, the Jannah. The third narration, Al-Aisha, Umm al-Mu'mineen, radiyallahu anha, annaha qalat, Ya Rasulallah, nara al-jihada afdal al-amal, afala nujahid? Qala la, lakin, Qala la, afdal al-jihad, hajj al-mabrur. رواه البخاري In this hadith that is collected by Imam al-Bukhari in his Sahih hadith number 1520 that Aisha the mother of the believers radiyallahu anha she said O Messenger of Allah we know that the jihad is the best of the deeds. Should we participate in jihad, meaning the women? Should we participate in jihad? He says, no. You have the best of jihad. The hajj that is mabroor. The hajj that is mabroor. وَرَوَبَ بْنُ خُزَيْمَةً فِي صَحِيحِهِ وَبْنُ مَاجَوَ بْنُ خُزَيْمَةً فِي صَحِيحِهِ ولفظه عن عائشة أم المؤمنين رضي الله عنها قالت قلت يا رسول الله هل على النساء من جهاد قال عليهن جهاد لا قتال فيه الحج والعمرة ابن ماجة الوصر ابن خزيمان الصحيح they collected this hadith from عائشة رضي الله عنها the mother of the believers but with this wording different wordings she said, I said, O Messenger of Allah, is it upon the women jihad? Is jihad prescribed upon the women? He said, yes. There is a jihad upon the women that, have, that there is no fighting in it. No fight, no combat in it. Al-Hajj wal-Umrah. Hajj and Umrah. Inshallah, of course, now we're just in this chapter, we're talking about the merits of Hajj and Umrah. But inshallah, there is uh, conditions for the women that should be fulfilled for them to perform Hajj and Umrah. Inshallah, we're going to give you the information in the right chapter, inshallah. Rabi'an, an Abi Hurairat radiallahu anhu, anna Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, su'il, ayyul amali afdal, qala imanu billahi wa rasulih. قيل ثم ماذا قال الجهاد في سبيل الله قيل ثم ماذا قال حج المبرور رواه البخاري ومسلم In this hadith that is collected by Imam al-Bukhari hadith number 26 and in Sahih Muslim hadith number 248 on the authority of Abu Hurairah radiyallahu anhu that the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was asked and we have many narrations like this when the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he's asked questions especially about which of the deeds is better, which of the deeds and actions of worship are better, or are the best. Here, of course, the Prophet ﷺ gives different answers. Here, the Prophet ﷺ, he says, Iman billahi wa rasooli, to have belief of Allah and His Messenger 
Then he was said, and what came after that? He says, Al-Jihad fi sabilillah. The jihad in the way of Allah. Then he was asked, what came after that? He says, Hajj Mabrur. Hajjun Mabrur. The Shaykh, Shaykh Abdul Muhsan Hafidahullah mentioned another narration, the fifth narration. And Abi Hurairah radiallahu anhu, Qala, Samirtu al-Nabiyya sallallahu alayhi wa sallam yaqul, Man hajja lillahi, Hada fihi dalil ikhlas, Man hajja lillahi, Falam yarfut wa lam yafsuk, Raja'a, Kayawmi waladathu, Ummuhu, Rawahu al-Bukhari muslim. In this hadith that is agreed upon once again by Imam al-Bukhari and al-Muslim in Sayyid al-Bukhari hadith number 1521-1521 and in Sayyid al-Muslim hadith number 3291-3291 On the authority of Abu Hurairah radiallahu anhu said I heard the messenger, I heard the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said Whoever perform hajj for Allah the ulama, they said, when you hear this, for Allah, Lillah, this an indication of ikhlas. That a person has to perform it sincerely for Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala. Like another example, man bana lillahi masjidan. Whoever build a masjid, but for Allah. Sincerely. Hajj is an act of worship. It has to fulfill sincerity, ikhlas. So this person who performed Hajj for Allah, sincerely for Allah, didn't fall into Rafat and Fusuq, we're going to explain those later on. He will return from Hajj as though in the same, in the same stage when he came from the womb of his mother. Being free from sins, the Ulamah, he says. Sadisan qawluhu sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Amr ibn al-As radiyallahu anhu أما علمت يا عمر أن الإسلام يهدم ما كان قبله وأن الهجرة تهدم ما كان قبلها وأن الحج يهدم ما كان قبله رواه مسلم. The sixth proof that the Sheikh Abdul Muhsin Hafidahullah mentioned is hadith that is collected by Imam Muslim in his Sahih, hadith number three hundred and twenty-one, three two one. And this is something that the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم said to. Amr ibn al-As radiallahu anhu, and this is when Amr ibn al-As took the shahada and accepted Islam. But he made the condition and he asked and he requested about his sins, what he did before that moment. The Prophet said to him, don't you know, O Amr, that Islam wiped out all that which came before it, and the hijrah does the same thing, and the hajj does the same thing. They wipe out all of the sins that took place between them, before them. As you know, as you heard, this uh, statement, Al-Hajj al-Mabrur, was repeated a couple of times. What is Hajj mabrur Is Hajj mabrur لَيْسَ لَهُ إِلَّا الْجَنَّةِ And it is considered from the best of the deeds. Has no reward but Jannah. What is this Hajj mabrur the Shaykh he explained himself, Hafidahullah says, والحج المبرور هو الذي يأتي به المسلم وفقا لسنة الرسول صلى الله عليه وسلم لحديث جابر رضي الله عنه أن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم قال لتأخذوا مناسككم فإني لا أدري لعلي 
لا أحج بعد حجتي هذه رواه مسلم What is the Hajj Mabrur? They have this great benefit, this great reward, the Jannah. What is it? He said, it is the Hajj that a Muslim perform it according to the Sunnah of the Messenger of Allah. So this is the importance to learn how to perform the Hajj according to the Sunnah. Not just go there and spend a couple of days and come back. No. Gotta learn. You want Hajj Mabrur, it's not the package how much you pay where you stay. He's going to do it according to the Sunnah. That's what makes the difference. And therefore learning is very important. And what helps also, you go with the people of Sunnah. You go with the people of Sunnah just in case if you forget something, if you're in doubt, then you find your brothers who are, they help you out, alhamdulillah. And he said, this is because of the Hadith of Jabir radiallahu anhu. In Sahih Muslim, hadith number 3137, the famous hadith. Many ulama, when they write about the Hajj of the Prophet this is the main one of the main hadith, hadith of Jabir and Hajj. That is Sahih Muslim. That the Prophet said to the companions and the people who perform Hajj with the Prophet take from me your rights of Hajj. Because I don't know if I perform Hajj after this one. And that's what happened. The Prophet died after that. Before the next Hajj, the Prophet died. Because the Prophet he made only Hajj one time. He made Hajj one time. قَالَ مَعَ الْبُعْدِ عَنِ الرَّفَثِ وَالْفُصُوقِ نعم. Likewise. The Shaykh is still mentioning what is this Hajj Mabrur that he has to be in accordance with the Sunnah which means no bid'ah, no innovation. You gotta learn the Sunnah, follow the Sunnah. Unlike some ignorant people, they go with the group and they have a deviant guide. They call them the Hajj guide and he is there telling them what to do, taking them places they shouldn't be in, wasting their times, telling them many weak narrations oh that's it no he has to be in accordance with the sunnah of the prophet and with that you stay away from rafat and fusuq remember these two terms they're going to come later on inshallah وَالْإِمْتِنَاعُ and with that while you're in the state of ihram there are certain things that are not permissible for you once a person engage himself in the state of ihram, and that's in the miqat, for umrah, that's in the miqat. When a person take out his clothing, regular clothing, the men, because the women, their regular clothing are their clothing of ihram. But the men, they come out from everything that fits them, and they wrap on them two pieces of cloth. One around the, the, the bottom and one on the top. No underwears, no socks, no kufis, no pants, no hoodies, nothing. Yes, the watch, the ulama, they said it's okay. Naam, the glasses, it's okay. And then at that moment in the miqat, 
you say labbaik allahumma hajjan wa umrah labbaik allahumma umrah at that moment when that person engaged in that state of ihram there are certain things that are become haram to that person at that time until they finish what they put the ihram for just an example they're going to come later on inshallah in detail such as you can shave can cut their nails can't put perfume on cannot wear regular clothes cannot get married and the like قال الشيخ علامة كون الحج مبرورا أن يتحول المسلم بعد حجه من الحسن إلى الأحسن ومن السيء إلى الحسن now people usually ask this question how would you know if your hajj is مبرور how people ask this question a lot People, they do try their best, they follow the sunnah, try to stay away from haram, from many things. Now they ask, how do we know? Is there any indication that helps us know if this hajj that we just performed is mabrur? The sheikh, he said, yes, there is an indication that that Muslim who performed the hajj after Hajj, if he was doing good, he find himself being better. See? Person before Hajj, he was good. MashaAllah, Salat. MashaAllah, no backbiting. MashaAllah, good manners. He preserved. He reads Quran, give charity, nice to his parents, to the, to the elders, to the neighbors. But then after Hajj, that person find himself even better coming even earlier to the masjid, reading more Qur'an, giving more charity, having more patience with the people, forgiving them, and the like, spending more time with his family, with uh, studying more. Naam. The Shaykh says yes. And also, a person after Hajj, he wasn't doing good before Hajj. But after Hajj, he find himself getting better. He was negligent, this and that. But he performed the Hajj. After Hajj, he find himself better than he was before. He said, that's also an indication. قال فَإِذَا كَانَ قَبْلَ حَجِّهِ ابْتُلِيَ بِالْوُقُوعِ فِي شَيْءٍ مَنَ الْمَعَاصِ فَعَلَيْهِ أَنْ يَتُوبَ فِي حَجِّهِ تُوبَةً نَصُوحًا يُقْلِعُ فِيهَا عَنِ الذُّنُوبِ وَيَنْدَمُ عَلَى مَا حَصَلَ مِنْهِ وَيَعْقِدُ الْعَزْمَ فِي الْمُسْتَقْبَلِ عَلَى أَلَّا يَعُودَ إِلَيْهَا Allah, the ulama of Ahlul Sunnah, they want good for the people. SubhanAllah. They give advice in their classes. They talk about the Hajj, but also they, they give the people things that help them benefit from the Hajj. Not just learn how to make the Hajj. Pay attention here. The Shaykh says, now, if a person before his Hajj was afflicted by certain sins, this person used to wrong himself by disobeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That person while in hajj, he has to make tawbah. A sincere repentance from those sins. Everyone knows what they do. Unlike in the Christianity, you're going to go to the priest, they have to go to a priest and humiliate themselves and expose themselves. No, in Islam, you don't have to come to the imam of the masjid. Alright, in Islam, don't have to go to any imam or brother imam. I just did something yesterday. 
pray for me. No, we don't need it. No, you cry by yourself somewhere when nobody sees you. And you better do it from your heart. No crocodile tears. Gotta come from your heart. And turn to Allah. Nobody knows. You drive somewhere far. Just you in the park. And say, oh Allah, you know what I did. And I was weak. And please forgive me. Help me, assist me, oh Allah, not to go back to that route again. It's not good for me. And the like. The Shaykh said, now it's in Hajj, subhanAllah, it's because in Hajj, a lot of people, they are religious. Alhamdulillah, they have this taqwa. So now take advantage. And subhanAllah, why are you making tawaf? You ask Allah. Making say, you ask Allah. Oh Allah, accept tawbah from me. Oh Allah, help me not to go back to that sin. In Arafat, in Muzdalifa, in Jamarat, between you, when you throw the Jamarat, especially in the, the, the 11th and the 2nd and 13th day, because you, you can make the dua after the first and the second one. Between them you stop and you make as much dua as you want. You can stop as long as you want making dua. As we're going to read that in details when you get to Ramiyal Jamarat. So the Sheikh says, while in Hajj, if somebody was falling into sins, disobeying Allah, they should repent to Allah with a sincere repentance. And they should regret what they have done. And they should have determination not to go back in the future to those sins. فعليه أن يردها إليهم إن كانت مالية إذا كانوا لم يعفوه منها أو يطلب منهم مسامح إذا كانت الإساءة إليهم في إذائهم بلسانه ويده إلا إذا علم أنه يترتب على إعلامهم بذلك مفسدة وفرق وشحناء فيكتفي بطلب المسامح منهم بألفاظ عامة مع الثناء عليهم بما يليق بهم والدعاء لهم فيفتح لنفسه بالحج باب خير وَيَبْدَأَ حَيَاتٍ جَدِيدًا مَعْمُورًا بِتَقْوَى اللَّهِ وَالْإِسْتِقَامَ عَلَىٰ أَمْرِ اللَّهِ The Sheikh says now, but why that person was wronging himself involves the rights of the human being, of the people. So he has to give back to the people that which he has taken from them. He says, for example, he says, if this person who repent from stealing cheating, damaging some properties, then yes, along with that sincere toba, he has to give back to those people their properties that he has stolen from them, or he has damaged, and the like. That if they didn't forgive him already, some people they do forgive, subhanAllah. Even people take damage, their property says, labas. You're my brother, lovers. Or he should ask them to forgive him. He cannot give him back what what he has taken from them or what he has damaged. If they didn't forgive them, they didn't forgive him. He's supposed to be the one asking them for forgiveness. Likewise, if he has harmed them or caused them any harm with his tongue or with his hand, by backbiting them, slandering them, lying against them, or even fighting them sometimes, striking them. 
Sheikh he says he should go to them and say, look, I backbited you, I caused you a lot of pain, please forgive me, this, that. The Sheikh he says, unless now, this is very important to remember, unless if he goes to those people and face them and say, look, I'm the one who sent that text message against you, I've lied against you, I did and did, okay? If he's going to bring more problems, it is going to bring more chaos and hatred. Don't, he don't go to them. He don't tell them, I am the one who did this and this. But he just go to them in general and say, look, we're brothers, man. Please forgive me if I ever harmed you. See? Please, if I ever harmed you, please forgive me, man. You know, you know I'm a human being. I must have harmed you once, at least one time. Because I'm a human being. See? Well, I got to harm you. I'm a human being. Okay? I, I'm deficient. And then the other brother said, oh, hey, I forgive you a long time ago. Alhamdulillah, that's good. Sheikh Ibn he mentioned the same thing. Sheikh Ibn Baz, they mentioned the same thing. If you go to someone you know, you go and tell them, look, man, I lied against you and I caused you some trouble. Oh, that was you? And then he's going to fight you or make a big deal. Don't go to them this way. But you can still tell them, oh, hey, look, I, uh, I must harm you. I know myself. They're going to tell you too, look man, you're not, you're not alone in this one, man. I'm right next to you, man. I, I, perhaps I harmed you too, maybe many times. Please forgive me, they may cry. But as long as you get that, look, I forgive you. Because remember, if it's not the case, in Yom Al-Qiyamah. And that's somehow a lie. Some people, they don't pay attention to these things. And they just gossip, start talking about their brothers. He's on this. He's a, they never talk to them. Never go to the man and say, Akhi, I heard this. Is it true? Yes, it is true. Why did you say it? And this is the manhaj of the Prophet The Prophet companions come to him and tell him, Ya Rasulullah, we were, we were in this expedition with so-and-so, and he did this and this. The Prophet doesn't start talking. He called the man. Ta'ala. Fa'alta kada wa kada. Did you do this and this? The man say yes. The Prophet still ask another question. Why? Why did you do that? And if the man presents an excuse, the Prophet accepted from him. And I'll give you one example. There is so many examples. Hatib ibn Baltaha. Radiallahu an. You know what this man do? What this man do? You remember his story? Who remember his story? This man... He wrote a letter. To who? To Quraysh, to the Kuffar. Telling them that, look, the Prophet ﷺ and his companions, they come into you, okay? So, and he gave it to somebody to take it to them. What is this called in our terms? What is it called? Treason. Treasury, treason, whatever. If somebody did it in our, in our days, what they do with him? And they caught him. What did they do with him? Oh my goodness. May Allah have mercy on him. But look at the merciful one. SubhanAllah. The Prophet who sent as a mercy. They find with, with, with the person. Who gave you this? Hatib. Oh SubhanAllah. Alright. Hatib is gone. Hatib is brought to the Prophet Did the Prophet say, okay. You did it. Yes. Cut his head. No. Prophet asked him, why? What make you do this? 
And he presented his excuse. And the Prophet accepted it from him. La ilaha illallah. Sometimes a brother, they don't even ask the person why you said this. Did you say it? No. Sometimes a person hearing a khutbah something, don't even pay attention, mix it with something else. And then take it, people, before you know it, text messages all over the world. She's not good, yakhwan. Salafiyyah. What Salafiyyah is this? You gotta practice Salafiyyah the correct way. You hear something? Talk to the person in person. Come to him. Akhi, alam. Somebody came to me, said this and this. The man, if he said, yes, I said it. How are you said it? No. Ask him another question. This is the minhaj of the Prophet Oh, you said that? Why you said it? He may have an excuse. Or maybe to him, he think he was doing the right thing. But then, in a nice way, if we're really truthful in this brotherhood, you say, Akhi, may Allah reward you for, MashaAllah, I accept your excuse, but I don't think you were right in that one. Can I help you with this? That's how we do So here the Shaykh says If you go into the people and, and, and tell them what you did Or that person who's repenting what he did Gonna bring problems and chaos He don't go straight to them and tell them what happened But he still have to apologize to them in general terms On general terms With that he said he has to praise them and mention them with good and make dua for them and the like. Okay, with dua ilahum. So he says, so look, now the hajj, you take advantage of it. Because when you go for hajj, that's a, gold, that's a great opportunity. You start fresh. A new life, he said, hayat jadida. That is filled with taqwa of Allah. Istiqama upon the commands of Allah. قال, وَأَمَّا إِذَا كَانَ قَبْلَ الْحَجِّ عَلَى حَالَ سَيِّئَةٍ واستمر عليها بعد الحج فإن ذلك علامة على عدم ظفره ببر الحج الحج الشيخ said but if a person before حج he was in very bad state a person was doing very bad before حج negligent neglecting the obligations falling into prohibitions and the like and then after Hajj, he continued on the same path. When Hajj came back, still the same person. He said, this is an indication that that person didn't get the birr. That of Hajj. That's Allah as-salamu al-afiyah. ثُمَّ قَالَ الشَّيْخُ وَالْذُنُوبُ الَّتِي تُكَفِّرُ الْأَعْمَالُ الصَّالِحَةِ كَالصَّلَاةِ وَالْحَجِّ وَغَيْرِهَا وَغَيْرِ ذَلِكِ هِيَ الصَّغَائِرِ Then he says, as for the dhunub, the these sins, because remember in some of narrations that the Hajj, the Salat, the Salat, the Umrah to another Umrah expiate the sins that took place between them. He said these sins that are wiped by the righteous actions such as the prayer, the Hajj and the like of that like the Umrah in the Hadith, they are minor sins. And the Shaykh says, لِقَوْلِ اللَّهِ عَزَّ وَجَلْ إِنْ تَجْتَنِبُوا كَبَائِرَ مَا تُنْهَوْنَ عَنْهُ نُكَفِّرْ عَنْكُمْ سَيِّئَاتِكُمْ In Surah Al-Nisa, verse 31, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, إِنْ تَجْتَنِبُوا كَبَائِرَ مَا تُنْهَوْنَ عَنْهُ نُكَفِّرْ عَنْكُمْ سَيِّئَاتِكُمْ 
if you avoid the major sins that you are prohibited that are prohibited for you we will expiate for you your sins and also he says that because of this hadith of the Prophet وسلم, in the hadith that is collected by Imam Muslim in his Sahih hadith number 552 And Abi Hurairah radiallahu anhu. The five obligatory prayers, Jumu'ah to the next Jumu'ah, Ramadan to the next Ramadan, are expiation of the sins that took place between them if the major sins are avoided. The Shaykh says, as for the Kaba'ir, the major sins, they are expiated by Tawbah. They are expiated by the Tawbah. Of course, the Tawbah Nasuh, the sincere repentance, Bishuruutiha and Ma'rufa, with the well known conditions that the ulama mentions for the Tawbah. قال الشيخ عبد المحسن حفظه الله فبتوبة الحاج من الذنوب كبيرها وصغيرها يظفر برجوعه من حجه كيوم ولدته أمه So this حاج was the pilgrim who is performing حج by him or her making repentance from all sins major and minor subhanallah they will give a great reward they will return from حج as though they were just born. Their mother just gave them birth. Because babies, they, they are born, nothing on them. وَأَمَّا إِذَا لَمْ يَتُبْ مِنْهَا وَفَعَلَهَا أَوْ عَزَمَ عَلَى فِعْلِهَا فَإِنَّهُمْ أَخَذْ عَلَى ذَلِكَ He says, as if a person now does not make tawbah and repentance from the sins, or still committing sins, or planning, this person hasn't planning to commit sins when they come back. So this person, they subject themselves to the punishment. قال ابن كثير رحمه الله في تفسير قوله تعالى من سورة الأنعام من جاء بالحسنة فله عشر أمثالها ومن جاء بالسيئة فلا يزد إلا مثلها وهم لا يظلمون In the Shaykh an explanation and a statement of Ibn Kathir rahimahullah on the ayah in Surah Al-An'am ayah 160 whoever perform a good deed he will be rewarded ten times and whoever committed a sin will be rewarded one for it and no one will be wronged you do one good thing, you reward at least 10 times. And some people 700, some even more. But when a person wrong himself and commit a sin, it is recorded once. Not 10 or 700, just once. So Ibn Kathir said, وَعْلَمْ أَنَّ تَارِكَ السَّيِّئَةِ الَّذِي لَا يَعْمَلُهَا عَلَى ثَلَاثِ أَقْسَامِ Here's some details from Ibn Kathir as related to the person who leave off a sin 
person does not commit a sin, the Shaykh is said on three categories. A person who's about to commit a sin, who's about to do something bad, but he didn't do it. Now because of the reason behind it, because of the reason behind why, why what makes that person refrain from committing that sin? He said sometimes he did it for Allah. He was about to commit that sin, but he leave it for Allah. سبحانه وتعالى فهذا تكتب له حسنة على كفه عنه الله تعالى This person who was about to do an evil deed but he didn't do it for Allah he was afraid of Allah سبحانه وتعالى it's written for him as a good deed الله أكبر it's written for him as a good deed وهذا عمل ونية ولهذا جاء أنه يكتب له حسنة كما جاء في بعض الفاظ الصحيح فإنه تركها من جرائي أي من أجلي. Because in some of the wordings of some of the ahadith, in ahadith Qudsi, Allah says, read it for him as a good deed. Even though he didn't do a good deed, he just refrained from committing a sin. But Allah says, read it for him as a good deed because he left that sin for me. Allahu Akbar. He left that sin for me. من أجلي وطارة يتركها نسيانا وذهولا عنها Listen In the first one there is a person He wants to do something bad He was about to go and drink some Whatever, some haram Or to meet a person that they have no business to meet Or to, to send a, a nasty text message That they have no business to send Alright Now, but that person He didn't go there And he didn't Send that text message, for example. And here's another example. Why? For Allah. He's like, no, this is wrong, man. This is bad. I can't do this. Can't drink this. Can't go there. Can't have a conversation with this person they have no business to be with. For Allah, subhanAllah. That person now is recorded for him as a good deed. In the second category, he said, a person was about to do to commit a sin, but he didn't commit that sin. Why? He forgot. Person was about, he was planning to commit a sin. Lacking Tarakahanisyanan. He forgot. He was about to go there or whatever, but he forgot. That person forgot. This person, there is nothing for him and nothing against him. This person didn't gain anything. And nothing is recorded against this person. Wataratan yatrukuha ajzan wa kasalan. Here's the third one. Taratan yatruku al ma'siyah ajzan wa kasalan anha ba'da al-sa'i fi asbabiha wa al-talabusi bima yuqarribu minha fahada bimanzilati fa'iliha. Subhanallah. The third category, a person did not commit a sin but because he couldn't do it. He couldn't do it. The Sheikh says, after working hard to do it, following the means, but he couldn't do it. For example, somebody who's going to do something bad, but he got caught up in the traffic. <laughs> and he couldn't get there in the right time, but in his heart, I'm like, oh, I gotta go there. 
sending text message, I'm, I'm, I'm late, can you wait for me? Or maybe he was doing to do something haram with this person, but then when he get there, another car in the driveway, you know what I'm saying? Now he return, make your turn, can, can do with that day. See this person, it's not like, he's like oh, I'm a Muslim, subhanAllah, why am I going to follow my nafs? That's the first one. The first category, that person who was about to commit a sin, but then that iman, taqwa in him, said to him, look man, you're a Muslim, subhanAllah, how are you going to do this? Leave this stuff alone, this is not good for you. This is not pleasing to your Lord. This is going to be recorded bad for you. Leave it, and he leave it for Allah. But this person, he leave the sin because he couldn't do it. That's why. The Shaykh says, this is a person, is as though he did it. It is considered as though he performed that sin. Because he was so determined. Why he didn't do it? He couldn't get through. He was so determined, he planned for it. As it occurred in the authentic hadith from the Prophet ﷺ. This hadith is collected by Imam al-Bukhari, hadith number 31, and, and, and Imam Muslim, hadith number 7,253, 7,253. From Abi Bakr ﷺ, said, Pay attention to this hadith. The Prophet said, if two Muslims face each other with the blades, swords, the killer and the one who been killed, both in the hellfire. Two Muslims face each other with a sword, with a blade, with a weapon. The killer is in a hellfire. The one who's been killed is in a hellfire as well. They said, O Messenger of Allah, they said, We understand the killer is in a hellfire because he killed the Muslim. Explain to us, what about the one who's been killed? Why is he in a hellfire and he, he didn't kill the other guy? Listen to the answer. He said he was determined to kill the other one. He just get to him before him. See? He wasn't there like he didn't say, okay, I'm not here to kill you. Like the two sons of of who? Of Adam. When one of the sons of Adam wants to kill his brother. He didn't say, oh, wait a minute, let me get something. No. He said to him, look, if you extend your hand for me to kill me, I'm not extending my hand for you to kill you. No, I'm not doing that. Allahu Akbar. Same thing, Yaqwan. Sometimes you face your brother Muslim. He wants to start something. Man, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for you outside. Or you better show up with something in your hand. No, man. Tell him, man. Say, I don't fight my Muslim brother. You know? And this way, inshallah ta'ala, you save yourself. But you don't go over there with the determination, you want to fight him, you want to harm him, but he just harmed you. That's a big problem. Naam. Another chapter, wujub al-hajji wal-umrah. Performing hajj al-umrah is an obligation. 
قال الحج والعمر واجبان على الفور في العمر مرة واحدة وما زاد فهو تطوع says حج عمره performing حج عمره they are an obligation it's obligatory upon the Muslim to perform حج عمره whenever they have the ability it's not like whenever they want to it's not like people say I'm still young I'm this no whenever you have the ability the conditions that is going to come after this chapter Inshallah ta'ala, whenever those conditions are fulfilled, you have to go. It has nothing to do with you're still young, I'm only 23. I'm only this. No. no. You have fulfilled condition, you have to do it immediately. But they are obligatory once in a lifetime. Once. You perform hajj once, alhamdulillah. That's always obligatory. You perform umrah once in your lifetime, that's what you have to do. If he wants to perform other hajj, some people they perform Hajj many times, alhamdulillah. Some perform Umrah. If you read the biographies of the, 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 the Salaf, subhanAllah, they made Hajj. Some of them made Hajj 50 times. Some made Hajj 60 times. Alhamdulillah. This is the bounty of Allah upon them. Okay? So if a person performs Hajj once, which is an obligation, Umrah once, that's what is obligatory. Any Umrah after that, any Hajj after that is tatawa, is optional. Of course, they are rewarded for it. وَيَجِبَانِ بِالنَّذْرِ Pay attention to this one. Now, Hajj and Umrah, they become obligatory if a person took an oath. فَإِذَا نَذَرَ حَجًا أَوْ عُمْرَةً وَجَبَ عَلَيْهِ الْوَفَاءُ بِنَذْرِهِ Some person take an oath. If this happen, I will make a hajj. If Allah help me with this business or this or that, if this make it easy for me, I will make a umrah. Then yes, that person have to make a umrah. If that which they make their oath for take place, they make a hajj. You become obligatory upon them. Because of the oath that they have taken. لقول الله عز وجل وأتم الحج والعمرة لله الشيخ عبد المحسن حفظه الله says but now if a person started the hajj engage himself in a hajj or a umrah become obligatory upon them to complete the hajj and umrah because Allah says وأتم الحج والعمرة لله complete the hajj and umrah for Allah it is not like a choice. A person just go for hajj after three days. Ah, I'm going to crowd. I'm going back. Now you start hajj. You got to finish the hajj. It's different if a person got very sick or something. And وَاشْتَرَبْ فِي الْإِحْرَامِ اشْتَرَبْ إِلَّا إِذَا حَبَسَنِ حَابِسَ نعم. And we're going to get into that in a chapter of it. That if a, if a person, the ulama, they says, if a person, for example, they know they're sick or something in their life going on and, and they're like, oh Allah, I'm making hajj, but if something happened, I will come out of ihram. Yes, they can do that. It's going to come in detail, inshallah ta'ala, when we get there. So hajj, akhwan, this is very important. You find it in many books of the ulama. Performing hajj, it's an obligation. If a person have the means to make hajj, you got to go make hajj. Some people you find them, they have the means, they've been to Europe many times, Italy, Spain, Germany, been to 
to the canyons. They've been to safari, uh, not the zoo, the real one in Kenya, Tanzania. Many times, spent a lot of money, a lot of travel. You've been to Mecca? Oh, I'm still young. No, you got to make hajj. Anybody have the means to do it? They have to go and do it. Hada wa sallallahu wa sallam ala Muhammadin, ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam 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 wa sall